Well, all I can say is one word is wow. When I look out here and see the green monster, I remember when we used to walk over and sneak through the fence because we couldn't pay 85 cents. And then to be here, to see everyone, to see the great work that's being done for all of us. This is back to my one word, wow. Hello everyone. We are excited to reboot Homebase Nation for season five. It's hard to believe it's been three years, even harder to believe it's been 60 episodes. Thank you for joining us for these conversations on service, strength and resilience, and wherever you are, we are truly grateful for your support. I'm your host, Ron Hirschberg, rehabilitation physician specializing in TBI, recovery and wellness at Homebase. There's a great team who make this show happen. Thank you for your leadership, our Executive Director, Brigadier General Jack Hammond, COO Mike Allard, Media Lab Chairman Peter Smythe, Communication Director and Army Veteran Kelly Field, Chief of Marketing and Communications Steve Monaco, and Communications Manager Justin Shiner. I'm also really excited to introduce two new members to this season, the talented editor and assistant producer Chuck Clow and our Homebase Nation admin and go-to coordinator Phoebe Garver. If you are new to this show, Homebase Nation is the official podcast of Homebase. Now, Homebase was created in 2008 in response to the huge need for helping veterans and service members heal after sustaining invisible wounds of war. Traumatic brain injury, post-traumatic stress, and depression anxiety are common and treatable. Homebase has treated over 30,000 veterans and their families, and we have welcomed people to our intensive clinical program, or the ICP, from all 50 states and 13 countries. We are so proud to do all this at no cost whatsoever to the veteran and their family. The signature annual fundraiser that helps cover these costs is our run to Homebase at Fenway Park. This is hosted by Homebase and the Red Sox Foundation, and this past July was our 13th annual event. It was a great day, the sun was shining, the crowd was pumped up for a 5K, 9K run or walk, with inspirational speeches and stories filling the park, especially because COVID didn't allow us to be in that space in person for a few years. Michael Allard, COO. It's an amazing, amazing breeze coming through. The sun just went down. You're looking out on all these people that came out to see the game in that opening ceremony. And this morning, I don't even know how many people ran. 2,000? But About that many. <laughs> to about 2,000. About 2,000. You've been doing this, this is the 13th annual since 2008. It's growing. It's a challenge to raise what we need to raise for our invisible wounds, for our veterans and families. But why is it that it grows and what is the about this mission? Why does it keep getting better and what are people drawn to about it? Yeah, you know, it's remarkable when you think about 13 years, 13 years of anything um, and being able to not just sustain it, but to have it organically grow. And let's, by the way, throw in a pandemic for two years that could ultimately, which we've seen across many charitable, beneficent efforts, um, really destroy some of the things that they were built. And yet, you know, in our 13th year, uh, what we saw was the 
largest crowd that we've ever seen in, in that many years that we've been running it. And so you ask a great question, which is why? How is that possible? How is it possible that the wars in Afghanistan, that there are still such great, caring patriots in our community? Because let's face it, we know most of us, 99.5% of us, don't serve in the military. And yet we also know that our freedoms are, are pretty precious. And we've seen that through a number of examples here in our own country, uh, and of course the latest being in Ukraine. So why does it grow? I, I actually think it's pretty special that people, even though that they may not serve, um, they do care and that they can look back on history and realize that there are those who've served who had every reason in many ways not to, are black veterans who had everything thrown against them and yet they still stood up and they still sacrificed and they still suffered in ways that they shouldn't have suffered. And, and we, you know, through centuries, finally have a chance to honor what they've done in front of a stadium of, you know, great people. There was not one person who was sitting in that stadium today. And that's progress. As, that's progress. That's progress. And this year, as Mike said, Homebase and the Red Sox Foundation celebrated and honored black veterans from all eras with representatives from World War II through current times. Colonel Dana Sanders Udo shared about her service, having deployed with our own General Jack Hammond, and how self-care is really about mental health care. I think we as military members, as veterans, as civilians, we all understand the significant importance of good mental health. I've had a saying that all military members, especially those who've deployed, um, they come back differently. You're not the same after that type of experience. I just lost a very, very good friend, Colonel Brett Conaway. Uh, he was a friend and a mentor. And we understand that as military members, oftentimes we try to be strong. We don't want to let people know that we're having issues, but organizations like Home Base, the Red Sox Foundation, Mass General, do great things for military members and veterans, and I would encourage all out there to participate in your self-care, seek mental health treatment, ask for help if you need it, because our lives are important and our family members want us here. World War II Tuskegee Airman Enoch Odell, or Woody Woodhouse II, talked to us about joining the Army and his brother joining the Marines both just kids setting out to defend their country. I went into the service when I was 16 and a half. And the weird thing was December 7th, the day of infamy, Pearl Harbor, we were going to church and my mother said, boys, America is at war. I want you to serve your country. Can you imagine a black woman saying all she had in the world were her two boys? to enlist to defend America. We did. I went into the Army, and my brother went into the Marines. He was a Mountford Point Marine, where they were not allowed on the main part of the base. Mountford Point was the garbage disposal area and all the other functions. But you know what? We did it, and I'm here. Thank you. Your brother's name was? My brother's name was Edward Oliver Woodhouse. But the main thing is, when I'm with friendship and camaraderie, 
with all men and women that have served. And I feel like I'm home here, like we all do. We're among veterans and also veterans' families. Green Beret Julian Kitching and his brother Army Ranger Lieutenant Colonel Brian Kitching were joined by their proud dad, Will Kitching. I've never been so proud of these guys. I've always been proud of them, but this is just a special event. And uh, I was in tears just hearing about some of their episodes, but they're special guys. It's amazing to be here. So tell me what's going on uh, when you think about the thousands of people that were running and they were running through Fenway Park, 5K, 9K, and they ended at home plate. And they felt that sort of rush. What was that like to see people come by for this cause? I'll tell you, I, I had a similar response. You know, I, I was excited for them. I was excited to see people leaning into this issue, uh, coming out to, you know, to raise money for, for a cause like this. And so it was deeply meaningful for me. And every person that I shook hands with, they said, you know, thank you for your service. I was more grateful to them for their support in terms of showing out and, and being a part of the solution to getting veterans the care that they need. Julian, tell me about the equation. I was having a conversation at Fenway last night with somebody, and I was just talking about, like, simple math. And when we, when we sign up people to go do difficult things for us, like you mentioned, you know, keeping us safe, serving others. I think that we automatically sign up for what I call the other side of that equation, which is making sure that we're taking care of those families and those service members when they come back. And it's a commensurate sacrifice. So we have to pour in as much as they've given. That's hard. So we have to make sure we're careful and we're measured and we're dry-eyed about how we get that done. And so that's what I was talking about in the equation, balancing it, making sure that the support that we're providing is commensurate to the sacrifice that we're receiving on, as a country from, the, from their service. Talk about balance. When you look to your left here and uh, look way to your left here to dad, and when you think about that word balance in your own life, Colonel Kitching, what kind of things actually help you balance mental, physical health, you know, when you're not in this uniform or in and out of it? So that's a great question. So number one for me is my family. And so when I look to my left and I see my dad who's been there uh, as a huge supporter of, of our service, when I look at my brother who I've served along in combat, and I wish everyone could have been there this morning to hear uh, what he had to say, and, and particularly for our special operations forces, it's, you know, when you talk about 1% of the nation, I mean, the special operations forces are even a fraction of that. And so we need our men and women to continue to defend our country, and we're going to continue to ask them to do difficult things and that's why it's so important that we uh, invest in helping them get better and, and get sharper and, and come back to normalcy and so balance for me is doing these things whether it's in combat or serving uh, the men and women I lead but also you know reinvesting in my family when I'm home and and uh, and they are really my foundation um, to, to help me stay sharp. It was Army veteran Joe Carter who summed up the vibe of the whole day and also summed up what home base is all about in one of the best ways I've ever heard. This event is uh, so endearing. It uh, really uh, warms my heart to be in this place, uh, Fenway Park. Its history and what it's done uh, to support the city and importantly, what it's doing presently to support the home base program is, is like a double pleasure uh, to see so many uh, soldiers, sailors, airmen, marines, coasties. Nothing can be better for me given my 38 years of service to our nation and our commonwealth and uh, home base. It's as important as the food 
that we get on the table every day to uh, be there to heal our veterans who've served our country so selflessly, valiantly, and uh, with a sense of purpose on behalf of all people. And to me, home base is uh, a spirited institution that makes a difference for all veterans. An Army veteran, Marvin Gilmore, who served in World War II and fought on the beaches of Normandy in a segregated army in every way, reflected on the positive, as only Mr. Gilmore can do, on why he served. What I worked so hard for, and is to make life for them a lot better than yesterday. It's so important. I'm proud to be here. I'm proud to feed the young generation. That's what I fought in the war for, to make their lives a better way to live, to work, and to love. And when you think about Fenway Park and the Red Sox, these two veteran health supporters and flag wavers have always been a part of the home base family. Nesson's Tom Karen not only emceed the event, he ran the 9K, and he shared with me a sobering but inspiring moment on his way to home plate. This year to look up, and, and I was talking to Tom Warren about it at the end of the ceremony, looking up and seeing 2,000 people ready to run. The spirit of it, uh, and I think it speaks to what you guys have done, obviously, to the ongoing commitment. And then I'll take it to the other, and I actually ran the thing. I ran the 9K, and then at the end of it, I was on the warning track waiting to come around to home plate. And uh, a mother and father came over, and I had talked to their son a few years back, and, and he has since taken his life. Uh, a veteran, obviously. And that just happened in the last year. And their being here says everything. Right? I mean, I cannot even imagine how painful it would be as a parent to come back to this event where you came with him, yeah. to come back without him. Yeah. And they said they're doing it, of course, because any life they can help, any family they can keep from going down the same road yeah. uh, is worth it. And it just speaks yeah. to how this resonates with the families, right? I mean, those who have gone through the ultimate sacrifice, the hell of losing a family member, still get back out here to try to help the next person going through this. In 2010, Roberto Clemente, award-winning Red Sox pitcher Tim Wakefield, reminds us how and when home base was born following that 2007 series win. Yeah, it's, it, it's a pleasure to be part of the home base program and watch it from its infancy in 2008 when we visited Walter Reed after we won the World Series in 2007 and our ownership decided to create this wonderful office for treatment for all our soldiers and veterans that uh, suffer from the invisible wounds of war and it's, it's so many people's lives have been touched by this and walk, walking around today and seeing World War II veterans here, a couple of them, a Vietnam veteran and more and more people that are just getting treatment through the home base program. It's really a special place. And as usual, our Mass General Brigham leadership was there, including Dr. David Brown at Fenway for his first run as our new president of MGH. And of course, Red Sox owner and co-founder of Home Base, Tom Werner. Down on the field, we heard from Dr. Ross Safant, president of Spalding Rehabilitation Hospital and a home base lead physician from day one of the program. It's been an extraordinary experience for everyone, and I'm honored, and I think we are all honored by their service. When we think about what these gentlemen accomplished in such a challenging time, I think all of us should be stunned, and it should serve as a motivation for all of us to get one day better. 
to keep pushing forward for our veterans and to never say enough. Dr. O'Neill Britton, MGB Chief Medical Officer and Senior VP of MGH, was on the field to offer inspiration and support. This program represents an attempt to really support our fellow citizens. And the fact that it supports a subset of our citizens that have sacrificed so much is all the more telling. You know, but when we think about it broadly, I think we'll have to pivot as a country, become more compassionate to people around us, and really look to solve our brothers' problems. We have not understood the challenges that our fellow citizens face. Yeah. So I think mental health is truly the silent disease you cannot function in life if your brain isn't working. As physicians, we know that people have severe symptoms when their organs don't work, your liver, your lungs, your heart. But when your brain doesn't work, you can't even get started. That's the 21st century quest for us, yeah, that's right. to solve the brain. Air Force veteran and MGB leader, Dr. Greg Meyer, who wears both medical and military hats, offered his take on this awesome day. You know, for me, um, th this is a chance for all of us to, to just pay our respect. And the bottom line of it is, is that it's very easy to think about folks who are in the armed services, veterans, as somebody else, you know, not, not someone that we're spending time with every day. And for me, the reality is, is I've been there, I know what they go through. And the truth is, is that we have such an incredible obligation to them that it is so, so powerful to see two amazing organizations like Mass General Brigham and the Red Sox team up and really just fulfill the promise that we've made, right? They're into the bargain. I thought it was said so well by Julian this morning, yeah. right? He said, you know, there's an equation. And the equation is, is that we will sacrifice and sacrifice in ways that many people don't understand. We'll sacrifice time with our families. We'll sacrifice our safety. We will sacrifice our long-term well-being to keep you safe and protected. But by the way, there's the other side, right? And the other side of that equation really is making sure that we do right by them and really making sure that we don't lose sight. Because one of the things that I've worried about is, you know, we have two decades of war behind us, but the truth is, is that, you know, the work here has only just begun. And, you know, the commitment from MGB and the Red Sox to this and going the long haul is absolutely essential. And what a, what a great thing. And of course, Home Base Executive Director General Jack Hammond was pretty happy to be back, literally on Fenway soil. I got to tell you, no matter what, whenever I set foot on Fenway Park, it's a special, special thing. It warms my heart. I, I started coming here in 1968 when I was eight years old, watching the Red Sox as a kid and my whole life. And, you know, back then, if I ever thought I'd be on the field for amazing events like this and to honor heroes like this, you know, it's something you couldn't even imagine as a young eight-year-old me. And 61-year-old me is just thrilled doing it every time. On behalf of Home Base, thanks for returning to this show and for joining these new conversations and stories on service, serving those who served, and healing in the face of invisible wounds. This past weekend, we had our annual Veterans Day dinner at the American Heritage Museum in Hudson, Mass. And Home Base was honored to have four-star U.S. Army General Richard Clark visit and give a keynote. And it was a very special moment for us to present longtime supporter Gene Temple with the Major General Dr. Joseph Warren Award. America's Got Talent finalist Voices of Service kicked off the event with a national anthem and more beautiful songs to follow. And coming soon, stay tuned for that conversation with Voices of Service, all retired Army veteran vocalists. So today, we're going to launch our fifth season 
and we're going to bring us into the new year in 2023. We greatly appreciate reviews on Apple Podcasts and any other platforms. You can now subscribe, follow on iHeart, Apple, Google, Spotify. Have a great week, everybody, and happy Veterans Day to all who've served and all the families who have served along with you.